1: Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: Hi guys, this is Chris Lyon. I'm Gerald Shibon.
1: Marcus Hoodgate. Dave Lucas. I'm Glenn Luvens. I'm Daniel Pudillo. And I love listening to Wednesday, Wednesday. Teledive podcast.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday to our Dive podcast. Uh, a bit of an uh, impromptu episode today, obviously with the shock announcement that uh, Darren Moore's being signed as uh, as our new manager. Now, uh, I'm joined today by uh, by Adam, who's, uh, who runs the Into the MCNet Doncaster uh, website. So, uh, do you want to say hello, Adam?
3: Hiya, oh, yeah, yeah, good to be here. In in the one sense, not good what we're talking about, I suppose, from our side of it. But yeah, uh, good to be on in chat. Let you know a bit about Darren and and everything that's going
2: on, I suppose. Absolutely, yeah. Um, now, I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest. This morning, when uh, when that news broke that Darren Moore was going to be uh, our new manager, I was uh, I was quite shocked. Um, I, I didn't really think that that were uh, that was something that we're going to. Going to happen this morning. Now, I'll be perfectly honest. I, I don't know much about Darren Moore. Obviously, since he's been announced, you know, I think his Wikipedia page will have been absolutely hammered to death today by all the uh, all the Wednesdayites. Uh, you know, you know, re- reading up on him and, and everything. Now, I'm, I'm led to believe that he's, you know, obviously he's a young manager. He's he's quite an exciting, uh, plays you know, attractive football or likes to play attractive football. Quite, uh, you know, attacking style of play. Would you say that's true, Adam?
3: Um, Attractive, maybe not the word I'd use, but certainly along the right lines. I mean, it's very, you know, it's it's very much based in technical football and um, the tactics are... You know, one thing Darren Moore certainly instilled is doing things the right way. You know, there's not a lot of cheating and histrionics and all that kind of thing. You know, which you see, you do see a lot of clubs and players doing now. And um, we've got a couple of players who are good at winning free kicks, but generally, you're not you're not going to be getting you know sycophantic uh, football from from a Darren Moore team. He's he's going to want them to play the right way. And yeah, it can be attractive at times. To be fair, it can be very nice to watch. Um, it can also be very frustrating as well because uh, really, he only has one way of playing, and it has been a big problem lately. I mean. If, uh, if you'd have appointed him a month ago, you'd be saying, well, he's on a great run because we'd won nine out of ten. But uh, now we're on our worst run in, I think, three seasons. So, um, And there's been some issues this last few weeks just on pitch. So, uh, I mean, how much of that's to do with him maybe looking for, looking for this job, I suppose, maybe. But, you know, um, yeah. yeah, there have been some issues. So it's not been all all rosy, although I will say before today, we're all very much more positive than negative, And I think everyone had a very high opinion of Darren and uh, what he was doing here uh, until this morning.
2: Absolutely. Now, I'm looking. Looking, he plays that four-two-three-one formation. is that something that you played before, or is that something that he brought in when he came in?
3: Yeah, he brought it in. I mean, we used to play a four-three-three under Grant McCann, it was very much like a fluid and flat. There weren't like a holding midfielder and two, or a one and a two. It were under Grant McCann, it were three midfielders all getting up and down, uh, taking on different roles, and the wingers were a big part of that uh, as well. And then the central striker, who was John Marquis, who's now at Portsmouth, um, was getting the goals, really, and he kind of tied it all together a little bit. Darren came in, wanted a bit more. I wouldn't say it's a rigid formation, but it's it's very he's very set with it. Uh, we play 4-2, 3-1 in every game. I, I'd say apart from maybe three or four matches in this last 18 months, it's always been that formation. Um, you know, he likes his full-backs to bomb on and get forward, usually as a playmaker in middle, middle, um, and, and another player who can kind of move about box-to-box box and, Again, they do swap roles a little bit, but it was Ben Whiteman until we sold him to Preston last month and now John Bostock's kind of taken over that role. And then we've got further forward, you've got the one striker who's kind of getting the ball to feet a lot, um, looking to turn and and the wingers will will do you know classic winger, winger play and get down by line, take players on and, and try and use the feet and the skills. So, yeah, he brought it in from the start, really. Um, I think he, he didn't have much of a squad, to be fair, when he took over. Grant McCann left for Hull and he'd, he'd released half of our first-team squad at the end of the season and then left before he'd signed many of the replacements. So, you know, Darren had a bit of a clean slate there, which obviously he's not got mid season at Wednesday. Um, and he, and he, he brought those players in that he did last season to kind of fit that, that setup and continue that this season. So, uh, I mean, if you know, d- don't wonder at all what he's going to do formation wise, try and work out which players he'll put there because it will be four, two, three, one, but he'll, he'll be very liberal with, with what position players playing, um, that's been the big thing for us this season. That at times has worked really well, and at times it's left us uh, scratching our heads a bit and going, "Why has he done that?" Because we've had we've had left backs playing in centre mid, uh, centre halves playing at right back, left back, midfield, on wing. Uh, only thing he hasn't done is put the goalie up front. To be honest, he's done pretty much everything else with him. Uh, some of the players have played five or six different positions, uh, other than what you'd expect them to normally do. So look out for that as well. If uh, if you've got players who can do that, and to be honest, even if you haven't, he'll probably try it and, and give people a go.
2: Well, it's a, it's a good thing you have said that actually because yeah, looking at that formation, uh, you know, recently we've been playing with uh, three centre backs, like a th- you know three, um, you know three at the back and then wing backs either side. Um, we haven't really got a left back uh, at the moment. I can recognise left back. We you know we've been playing Matt Penny there, but he's not really had the the best of, the best of times. Uh, so it's it's good that you said that you know you know plays people in different positions. So we're, we're perhaps going to be seeing a bit of a a bit of a shake up. Uh, because I was thinking of that. I'm thinking you know what sort of side are we going to are we going to put out um, if he does play with that uh, with that formation? I think it is good though um, that it does you know there's the a bit of a um, a tendency to have you near know, attacking midfielders. I think it's you know we've been playing such. Negative football uh, for, for quite some time. You know the whole passing backwards and, and things. It'd be quite a, you know, a bit of a breath of fresh air to actually have someone that that wants to play on the front foot and and get his you know, attacking mid- midfielders in the in the game. I've been looking as well. I think at the, at the moment you, I think you average about 12, 13 shots a game. We uh, the, the other day against Brentford we had one shot. Um, so and I know that comes down to the, the op- you know the opposition that you're playing, but you know, does he does it seem to me that you he likes to just have a shot from uh from wherever, or is it uh, is that...
3: I think it's largely based on the fact that we try to dominate possession in games, so it generally does involve us having the ball and therefore being able to work spaces for shots. I mean, I, we're not someone who just hit it from anywhere, not really. We've got one or two players who will have a go, but mostly I think he tries. The teams, certainly, that he puts out try to get the ball in the box to get shots off. And um, I don't know, playing on the front foot, yes, when we're really clicking, it does work that way. And and it's really good and we can overwhelm some teams. But one of the things in this recent run we've you know, we've lost four of the last five. And to be honest, it's probably been seven or eight games now in league that we've been completely off form and nowhere near our best. And one of the big problems has been the ponderous slow buildup. up. Um, Basically, if you've got a goal kick, or ball's back with your goalkeeper. Do not expect the goalie to take it long. I don't know why, but um, our goalkeeper—I haven't seen him do a long goal kicking about in about two months. Um, he plays it out to the defenders every time, or the playmaker if he's if he drops back in to take it. Bostock, Bostock had the ball more than any other player by a mile on Saturday at Ipswich. Um, he was always that's quite on the
2: ball. worrying that that's quite worrying you're saying that because uh, <laughs> you know, obviously the listeners uh, will be. Head in the hands, if because that's one thing that I thought. Whenever, whenever I see you know teams play out from the back, I think Luton did it um the other day, and when, that's why we, when we scored our first goal, you know we nicked it off him and uh, you know squared it across, and that way one one nil. I just think with with the defenders that we've got, we haven't really got any kind of ball playing defenders. It's kind of a. If you play a football manager, it's uh, the no nonsense centre back <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> approach that we tend to, we tend to have. So hopefully, you know, if he does want to play like that, you know, he, you know, hopefully he's working on that in in training. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit worried. A bit worried that you've, that you've said that actually, because uh, that's uh, that's something that uh, yeah, that, that, that I certainly don't think we uh, we could play. It's certainly not in this uh, iteration of the of the team that we've. Um, that we've that we've got. Now, when when he, when the news broke this morning, what were your initial thoughts?
3: Well, I, I was still gathering myself for the day to be honest. Um, my my partner who who does help me run the website, she came in. He just said, "Darren Moore's gone to Sheffield Wednesday," and I said, "What are you talking about? You know, absolutely baffling." To be honest, um, I think everybody was stunned. Everything I've seen from our our fan base and our local press and everything has been really really surprised. Uh, he, he will link with Wednesday in, in the press a little bit because I think he went he flew up the bookies charts in January yeah,
2: uh, I think for the Wednesday a job. A, a couple of people put a tenor on him to, uh, yeah. to take the jobs.
3: <laughs> you know, uh, um, uh, and for me, not something I expected, not something that I saw coming really. When he was linked... Uh, our local said, I've got young good authorities, there's nothing in it, certainly at that. You look back in, in one of his interviews, he did get asked about it and he said, well, I don't do anything about that speculation, you know, I'm focused on the job, that kind of rhetoric that we hear a lot from managers who've maybe had their head turned. And I think based on the few things I've seen or been talked to about today, uh, it's a case of his agents probably uh, kind of scouted out that interest and seeing if it's genuine. And um, it seems to me like he's made a very quick decision to go. I don't know why from our side of it because I think everything's alright here I think you know we're on the up and up we're competing for promotion it's a very stable club uh, despite the pandemic and everything you know we've got a uh, good owner who, who, who looks after us uh, we've got a couple of million in from Whiteman uh, being sold to Preston and uh, I'm quite surprised at it from our side because there's nothing going wrong here really our form's been rubbish last few weeks I'll be surprised if he thinks I can't hack it because I've had a one bad run of five games so uh, you know, aside from that little blip, which I hope it is a blip, uh, it's all been pretty rosy, really. And we've all we've all taken to Darren really well. He, he used to play for us in the '90s, um, and he were popular then. He were here a few years on his way up the leagues as a player, and he were popular then. So when he came back, there were a lot of good feeling at the start of it, and uh, we got kind of bit a bit by Grant McCann going to Hull the way he did because you know he, he came in for a year, got us to playoffs. Really preached like loyalty of players. Uh, that's why a lot of the first team were binned off at the end of that season because he said, you know, if players don't want to sign contracts that we've put in front of them, they can leave. And and then it ended up being for McCann that he did the same thing to go to a club that, if you don't mind me saying, Wednesday are similar at the moment. They're a basket case like all are. And it proved with Hull they got relegated last season. Obviously, Wednesday are in big trouble at the moment as well. I'm sure all your listeners know. Um, so it's, yeah, it's surprising. Uh, it's surprising to see him jump at the first sign of a, a job yes obviously Wednesday are a much bigger club much bigger ambitions overall you would think and obviously they are currently in a high division but uh, you know Darren spoke constantly of the long term projects here uh, spoke of how much he loved the town the community all this stuff and we really we, but we all believed it we all bought into it So well he's not like Grant McCann and uh, it turns out that he's like Grant McCann in that sense he's, uh, he's taken the first Opportunity that comes along for himself, which I don't begrudge him further in his career and everything. He won't have to move or anything because obviously it's just down road. But um, yeah, a bit disappointing. Very disappointing, in fact, uh, to lose him at this stage of uh, what has been a good season for a team that could very well pass us or join us next season. You know, and again, your listeners don't want to hear that, but you know, last two no, managers. Hey, mate,
2: the, the, the podcast that we've that we've just put out uh, today I've, I've, after the Luton game of the weekend, I said that. Well, we've got Rotherham coming up on Wednesday, and if we lose that game, we're 100% down. <laughs> and it's funny as well how, uh, how the news today, that you know, we've signed a new manager, that 3-2 defeat at Luton at the weekend is suddenly been totally forgotten about from by most of the fan base. Um, I think I think we you know we, we are you know it's still the same players, you know it's still everything else is the same apart from three different people. You know, it's, it's obviously Darren Moore he's brought in his an uh, assistant manager and his first team coach uh, with him with him as well. Um, but other than that, it's still the same eleven players that are going to be going out there as we as we already pointed out. It's probably going to be a different formation and a different ideology ideology of, of playing, but. Yeah, I think we still need to kind of be a bit grounded, and you know, I I don't think the appointment is a, um, like it's like a quick fix. I don't think he's been brought in here to, you know, to to help us, you know, to make us survive. It's certainly possible, and I think you know, you know, can he do it? Yeah, it probably it probably can do it. If he will or not, I I I don't really know. I still think it's gonna be a tall ask. You know, we're six points adrift uh, of safety. uh, We have got one game in hand. But that's against Swansea, who were uh, who were second in the league. So uh, yeah, it's um, it's not exactly a foregone conclusion that we're going to pick up uh, pick up three points points there. But I think it's probably more a long term vision. Although he has swerved that question um, today uh, when he are asked how long his contract is, he's not he's not said, and he has been in the press earlier that uh, that Chanceri wanted someone to take over until the end of the season. So. Personally, I hope he hasn't just took over till the end of the season. I think that'd be a, a poor move on his on his behalf if, he, if he's if he's left left you guys in the position that he was in for for a job where he's only got security until the end of the season. Although saying that, Tony Pulis signed a, a long a long uh, <laughs> a contract and on the last for what forty five days. Yeah. So uh, you know, I suppose I of the contract doesn't really matter, does it?
3: No. Well, that's that's the thing with that, isn't it? You know, I think uh, our fans have kind of tried to analyse that a bit, and I I'm also very surprised if he's gone without any kind of security. Job. I don't know if the maybe it's a long contract with a break clause at end of this season if certain things aren't aren't done or whatever. It could be one of those. But yeah, I mean, we all, our, our last manager that we, all our managers have had a one year rolling deal, which essentially means that every single day they've got one year left on the contract, which is why we've been able to get a six-figure fee for Moore and Jamie Smith, his assistant today, off Wednesday. Um, Our last manager that had a proper long-term deal with Ian Saunders, he got a three-year deal. And uh, he did exactly what Darren Moore's done. He left in the middle of the season while we were going for promotion. And he joined a relegation-threatened championship team, Wolves. And uh, so it doesn't stop them going anyway, does it, even if they have long contracts. And uh, I mean, Saunders, at the end of that season, was out of a job. They got relegated and we won the league in League One and went past them. So uh, it's... Managers looking short-term, but I suppose football looks very short-term, doesn't it, nowadays? And Across yeah. the leagues, clubs, owners, players, they all kind of have to be like, what's the next opportunity? And I, and I do get it, but I, th- I did think Darren were different. And I think a lot of our fans would say the same. We felt like Darren was different to those that attitude and those managers like Grant McCann. We always said, well, he's not going to do what McCann did to us. And he's, he's done effectively the same thing and arguably worse, I think, because... Again, it's mid-season. It's well, it's it's second half of the season when he could end the season with a promotion on his CV or a playoff appearance at least. And now, in all likelihood, he's either going to have a relegation or yes, obviously, if he keeps you up, it's a fantastic short-term achievement. But it doesn't have a lot to show in five, ten years, really. Um, so I just yeah. wonder about that. I do wonder about that. I know he loves coaching. I know he loves developing players. It's felt a bit at times that Donny like it's been a bit of an experiment project for him at times. We we have had a lot of young lone players. How much of that's down to budgets, I don't know. But his philosophy apparently has driven a lot of that. Signing young players from higher up, big clubs in the Premier League and developing them and so they can go back to bigger clubs and do well there. It's felt a little bit like an experiment at times, I think. And and it has worn people a bit, a bit thin in the patience. But when it works, and we have had some very good players in that time come in on temporary deals, it, it is fantastic. Um,
2: yeah. I mean... Uh... Looking on social media, if I if I kind of discount the the Doncaster Rovers uh, side of the the noise that you that we're getting, it's been quite a positive uh, announcement. Normally, when you get a new manager come in, uh, you, you always have your skeptics, but I think on the whole, with you know, I'd probably say that ninety nine percent of the, uh, the you know the people that have been talking about it have been quite positive about it. So, you know, saying that it's a it's a good appointment. It's totally gone against the against the grain of what you know, chance series been doing previously. Uh, I, personally, I thought he were going to sign some, you know, foreign manager that we've never heard yeah. of. Um, but he's, he's not done that. Uh, he's not gone with whoever. everyone wanted uh, Paul Cook was the was the name that was been thrown around for for quite some time. Um, and it, I suppose it's one of them ones where because he was in a job, I kind of thought we're never going to you know we're never going to get someone that's that's currently you know in a in a position uh like like Darren Moore was, I thought it would be someone that's you know out of work like it, like it normally is that kind of manager merry go around that you' uh, that you get um I mean we've had some uh, some comments on on twitter as well um about the you know the announcement. Chris Hunter is me you a know, brilliant young coach, great contacts, plays attractive football. Uh, we've got Bill who said, uh, relieved we've finally sorted someone. I didn't know a great deal about him, but the more I read, the more, the more enthusiastic I get, particularly as he's brought in an assistant manager and coach with him. He's got one hell of a job to do to avoid relegation, but hopefully we'll at least go down fighting. Uh, and then we've got Tom who said, you know, a few thoughts on Darren Moore. Firstly, he's a very well respected person throughout football, experienced at a few different levels, and a young manager who you'd like to think is on the rise. I think that's quite. Fair, quite fair comments uh, to say would you agree with those
3: yeah I think by and large they are you know he's a, he's a young manager he's, he's more forward thinking certainly than than some of the uh, maybe older managers who are a bit more like the furniture nowadays in the game
2: Tony
3: Pulis <laughs> yeah well yeah and he's one of them and I remember when Pulis got that job I thought ah, very uninspiring it's not the kind of appointment this could be more inspiring for you but um, I think Darren's got some kinks to work out in his game. He is a young manager. Um, he's he's not got much experience. What uh year at West Brom and now a year and a half here. So yes, uh he's he's got a lot to learn, but at the same time, I think he's on the right track with it. And I, I can see him being a very successful manager in time. Um he certainly can develop players. And uh, if he can get you playing quickly, that's that. my only thinking is, will he get you playing quickly enough to make a big difference this year? And then, if he doesn't, will he have the chance to do it next season? Because if he's your manager next season in, in League One, say, if you go down, uh, I think you should be pretty confident that you've got one of the better managers in the division and, and obviously a good chance to go straight back up, which is what you'll want. Um,
2: yes. Uh, uh, now, just going on to that style of play that he'd Just... Strikers, that's like one of our, you know, you've probably a, you know, Jordan Rhodes, you know, big, you know, big signing and he Aldi gets a sniff and he's not really done it for us. Uh, and then we've got, you know, Josh Windass as well, totally different, uh, totally different player. The strike that you've got, oh, I'm not going to even attempt to uh, <laughs> pronounce his name. Oken, Oken, well, what, go on, pronounce it for me. Uh,
3: Fajiri Okenabiri. That's the one, yeah.
2: What type of player is he? Just, I'm just trying to get an idea of what you know, what type of striker uh, he likes to play with.
3: Yeah, well, he's he's a he's the he's the player to talk about with that regard because Darren went out and targeted him and got him uh, last January. Um, he, he he's much better off the shoulder, I think, Cockinabiri than playing with the ball to feet back to goal. He's not a back to goal striker because he's not big and physical. But I think if if Darren's got a big physical striker, he would like that hold up man back to goal. We've just signed Omar Bogle. Um, who's obviously been around in Championship for a few years and he is a bit more physical. Um, but uh, Oké for me, plays off the shoulder, takes a lot of quick shots, very accurate as well with those. He can be uh, lethal from 20, 25 yards. Um, and I think what, what Darren really wants in his forwards are players who can get on the ball, come and get the ball as well and come deep uh, if they need to, and just kind of be able to link, play and look around. It's not always about... I don't think it's really fox-in-the-box players, which I think Okenabiri might be a bit more of a fox-in-the-box if played that way. We haven't seen a lot of that from him. It's It's been much more lone striker, hold-up sort of play. And he's done okay. But I think he, he more suits off the shoulder, whereas Bogle, just in these few games we've seen from him, and uh, mixed opinions, I think, on him from Rovers fans, but uh, he has got a lovely penalty last week. And uh, he, he he gets into the the mix with the defenders. You know, he holds it up and he looks for layoffs and gets into the box a lot, which I think... I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, who you've got up front really. But if you've got someone it's who's probably, got it's
2: probably gonna be, I'm just thinking there, it's probably gonna be Patterson if I'm being being honest. He's not you know, he's not the tallest of uh, strikers, but he does like to you know get in get in the mix and what have I you and put put himself about a bit. Uh, Jordan Rhodes is not really yeah, he can he can win an header, but he's more of a six-yard box poacher type of type of player. I mean, all his goals do come, you know, inside six-yard box. Um, so yeah, we're probably looking at you know putting Patterson up there. I mean, I'm, I'm one of the ones I, I think Jordan Rose, needs a good running the side to uh, to get a few goals. Um, it sounds like if we're going to play playing this formation, I don't think he's going to get that running the side. Really, I think we're going to be playing Patterson, and um, and yeah, let's, let's let's just see how we uh, let's see how he we, how he we gets on. Um, I mean, we. I was joking earlier about the uh, new manager bingo that we normally uh, that we normally have. You know, we all the you know the words like massive club and things. He, 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 hit, he hit a few uh, a few names. He, uh, he, he called it an excellent club steeped in tradition. That's that's one that uh, that you normally get. And, and he said it's an honour for me to work uh, work for the club um, and it, a huge challenge as well. So uh, yeah, um, I'm I'm quite. Optimistic, I think. Um, I think it's uh, it's certainly a positive appointment. It's certainly something that I didn't expect. Uh, is it my first choice? Absolutely not. Uh, I, I thought I, I was in the uh, Paul Cook camp to be to be perfectly honest. He's someone who I uh, who I thought we should have got, and we've kind of missed the trick by not not you know not, not going for him. I think he's probably on his way to uh, to Ipswich as we as we speak, um, but. You, you know, I think, yeah, but let's let's give let's give it a good go. He's he's done quite well at West Brom. He got I think he got dismissed quite prematurely at, at West Brom, to be perfectly honest. I think they were in playoffs as well. He's not, he's not one of the managers where he's had a terrible run, at, you know, bottom of the league, and then got the sack. He's both both times obviously he's left by his own accord at, at Doncaster Rovers. But I think he's you know you look at his win percentage. It's in the it's about mid forties, I think it is uh, at the moment. I'm, I'm guessing his his five or six defeats that he's had on the on the spin in the last few games has kind of hit him a bit hard. But uh, but no, I think for me, it's uh, you know a good a good appointment, and uh, I think we just need to get behind him. That's the that's the main thing. I mean, was he was he liked at Doncaster Rovers? Yeah. Not, now. not now, I yeah. think that statue's been kicked kicked <laughs> yeah. out of everything you'd, uh, that
3: you've built of it. Well, yes, uh, I will say, taking today and obviously his move completely out of question, he was very well liked, universally, I'd say. I don't think there were anyone really seriously saying we don't like him or we don't want him as manager. Um, he always had a great demeanour about him and character. He's, he's quite chilled out and he's quite laid back, which, you know, you, you decide whether that's a good thing or not. You'll see, I suppose, in practice, whether it is. Um, it's worked for us. We're certainly not, uh, I wouldn't say we're any worse off for having had him than, than, uh, than anything you know uh, he's done a decent job hopefully uh, we can build on that going forward but I think for for you guys it's not it's not a managerial appointment of getting annoyed about or I mean obviously it's pessimistic mood I'm sure at Hillsborough at the minute but um, he, he might do well he might not any manager might do well or might not um, he's certainly got a lot of positive positives to him his character and his, his ability I think his coaching and his tactical ability are both spot on uh, as I say he just needs to work out the kinks and as far as available managers that you could have realistically gone for, I think he's probably one of the top ones that you could have got. Personally, A bit out of left field, maybe. Yes, I think we, we agree with that, at, at Donny. But yeah, uh, I think he he might well do well for you. I think if if uh, if you said to me any other stage this season, Darren Moore go to a championship club, do you think he'll do well? I'd say yes. So it's very tricky with Wednesday, the you know big crisis club at the minute in relegation zone and all this, and not got long really to turn it round. Uh, Fourteen
2: games left of this of the season, so uh, yeah, he needs to he needs to hit the ground running, and hopefully, like I said earlier, that that new manager bounce that you tend to tend to get. Uh, yeah, we need it because um, it is a big it is a big task. I don't. I I said uh, a few weeks back, there's more twists and turns in this season than um, you know than, than you think. I think there's going to be there's kind of at the moment you've just got Birmingham, and, uh, Birmingham, Rotherham. That are down there with us, and then Wickham, who are a bit further behind. Um, All the other clubs have kind of come away from us. I think there's going to be one or two clubs that get dragged into it that you perhaps think that were like home and dry. I think there's you always get that, don't you? A team that, oh, yeah. uh, that has a bit of a, a bit of a bad run. Yeah. I mean, we're on that bad run now. Rotherham are on that bad run. Uh, as well, I think um, just hopefully, yeah, we get that like I said, that new manager bounce and we uh, we climb out. So uh, yeah, I'm going to wrap it up there, Adam. Thank you very much for agreeing to come on and thank you for sharing your insight into uh, into Darren Moore. Um, hopefully, we play each other next season, but hopefully it's in the Championship and not uh, not not in League One. <laughs>
3: Hopefully so. I mean, obviously Darren will have done a great job if that is the case and, you know, he'll, he'll foster some positivity for you. So if, if you all get behind him and, and rally that, uh, you know, you, you might have a fighting chance and uh, there are definitely some other teams down there you can try and get past. I'm sure there's some pretty poor teams in Championship this season. So it's, yeah, 14 games to save yourselves and if not, we'll see you in League One next season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: fantastic. Cheers, Alan, and thanks for your time. Thank you.